There may not be a universal answer uh, to the question about how close you should be to your organization. I've been a very, I've been in a very special situation. When I joined Novo, we were around 1,100 people. Now the total company split up in various comp uh, companies is about 35,000 people. But with that premise, I had a particular gift or opportunity to develop with the organization. And I feel that it is incredibly important to be very close to the people again who are the company. Now, when you're a smaller company, it's of course easier physically, et cetera, et cetera, to be accessible. And I think the critical issue is here that it's not only got to be that you are in contact, but that you're also easily accessible. And that you can maintain also with size, even though it becomes important. But as you grow, the closeness also has something to do with your visibility in the company. Something to do with which conflicts you decide to enter into. Something that uh, has to do with the delegation, if you will. I say delegation because I, I hate words like delegation and empowerment because it gives the impression that I have something, I know something, I can control something, and I bestow that onto you. I like an organization that pulls things away from management, that pulls things out and gets things done within a set of values, etc. But anyway, to answer your question very specifically, I have always considered at Novo, at Novo Nordisk, that my customers are the people that are Novo Nordisk. It was very modern in my time to make certain that you knew your customers. Our customers are patients all over the world, and it's a question knowing their disease problems. And it was industrial users. And um, I don't think that the CEOs of the great industrial companies that we served were really impressed, other than as a courtesy that I wanted to see them. But what was important to me was that all the people who are in Illinois understood what we wanted to achieve and helped me understand where we were not performing in that way so that we could address those things, so that we could make certain that our ambitions, our values, the way we thought things should be done, was being done and was not something that only happened upstairs. One of the most fantastic examples, at one point in time, as we were growing, we needed to start working in shifts. And that meant that a lot of, particularly also older uh, employees, had to change their lifestyle completely. I wasn't happy with it. I knew of the risks of people who started working night shifts, becoming social losers and all that. And Ladies started calling me up, saying, hey, Mass, my husband retired last year. I look forward to spending time with him. Now you're putting me on night shift. What's all this? At that time, our chief union steward and his lieutenant came to my office and said, hey, Mass, you're about to make the mistake of your life if you give in to these things. They didn't like shifts or rolling shifts, but they realized that if they were to keep jobs in Denmark, they need to do this. Had they come and said to me, Mass, we want a krona more an hour, I'd said, the door is there, human resources department over there, because I would have completely, you know, 
cut. My personnel colleague offered the knees if I started going into those kind of negotiations. But when people come and tell you, look, you're about to do something wrong, then I think you have a benefit that is so incredible that they identify so much with the company that they take the accountability of telling you stuff like that. And to me, that has been one of my the greatest, greatest gifts of my career that we had created an atmosphere and an expectation of dialogue both ways. So accessibility, proximity, and the ability to listen, particularly to what's not being said, is incredibly important.